What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bears Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Oh, glad to be back, brother. We missed for two weeks because I started my, my late-night radio show, so we had to figure out our schedule. I had to figure out how I was going to do it, but we figured it out, and we got a lot to discuss. Winning time, the end of The Bachelorette, and Ahsoka, which I watched last night. Boy, I'm excited to talk about that. Don't worry, for Heels fans, we're doing a full Heels recap next week, along with uh, a discussion on the Untold docuseries, discussing, you know, the Florida one that just dropped. Uh, I, I, I don't know if she was going to watch Jake Paul, but I can tell you all about Jake Paul. And then Johnny, I know he's going to watch Johnny Manziel. And then we'll talk about Untold as a whole compared to 30 for 30, because I'm going to be real with you, Schubert, that Florida documentary was asshole asshole i was so let down they and because johnny was so good even though that could have been better they didn't go as deep as they should have but that was still good it was worth you watching jake paul was yeah. really good but florida man felt like a urban meyer puff piece yeah i think um untold was the wrong group to do it i think uh they should have done someone who was going to ruffle some feathers but at the end of the day like you, it's hard to tell the story without Urban being involved and without Tiba being involved. And they if you go just, with the angle of like we're gonna ruffle feathers, they should just then go like without Tebow him. And- yeah, so I like you. Like honestly, if ESPN ever does it, go without him. Get Percy Harvin. You know Cam Newton gonna be on it. He don't care. Uh, get the people that don't care and let them talk. And if you have Tebow, you have him. If you don't, you don't. It's like because you need to tell the real what story. There's no reason why Aaron Hernandez was mentioned oh. once in a fucking Florida doc. What? Yeah, because he was such a, he was a huge part of that. Like, but, like um, what? No Pouncy Brothers? Marvin, you know Percy Harvin was stealing and, and being a criminal. Where was he? <laughs> yeah, the only clip I saw was like these guys were like, Yeah, instead of us going out to the club and partying, we would go to the weight room lift weights the night and lift weights. I'm like, bro. What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Maybe that's Tebow ex- and, and all those Christian bros, but like give me a break. That, that's exactly what I said when I was watching it. My girlfriend was like, I thought you said this was supposed to be scandalous. I was like, I thought it was too. <laughs> Turn that shit off. No, but, I was upset. Uh, that reminds me, and we might talk about this as a trailer next week, uh, but I did see a trailer in prepping for the show called Wrestlers. Oh, I saw that. that. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 it's on Netflix, and I thought that you might like that because it's, you know, it seemed to me it's like a guy about who's the a indies. promoter like the, w, like the DWL. Yeah, it's, it's about the indies. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, no, we'll definitely talk about that ne- next week on the, on the Heels episode. But, right. hey, brother, it's your time. Ahsoka is right. out. Like, I, yeah, I, was, you know, I was impressed last night. I'm not going to lie. We'll definitely talk about it more in depth later. But initial, I, uh, Star, Star Wars Twitter is hard to please. And, like, they've been pretty pleased for the first <laughs> for the first day. You know? so it's, I, I don't know why a, they wouldn't be pleased. Like, what? Well, I mean, you know, it's been how toxic it is. But it seems like everyone's pretty much on board with uh, how this season of television has started. You know, we talked about how the Mandalorian season three probably lacked because David, Dave Filoni was too busy working on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it's, it's showing. Um, so we'll uh, continue to talk about that a little bit later. We'll get through some stories that happened the past couple weeks. Um, and like you said, we'll talk about winning time 
which has definitely been firing again and has done a lot of things that we suggested it might might do. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll talk about that as well. But um, without any further ado, let's get into it. Oh, by the way, have you seen Blue Beetle yet? No. Is that out? Yes. Oh, I'll watch it next uh, because I know next week is going to be a big episode for I can watch it for next week if if you're watching it next week. I'm I'm I might. I'm trying to see if I can work it into my schedule. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, um, if you can watch it next week with our free week, I mean, we can record it after you watch it. Like, honestly, it doesn't have to be for episode day. Just let me know. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll figure. We'll but you gotta let me know so I can go because like because I work during the week like a lot, I'd have to go on like either I have to the weekend. I have to plan ahead like. Like how I know I'm potting on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I plan ahead for that. I'd have to plan ahead to like you know go watch it or watch it on the weekend. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. I just hadn't, I just didn't know if you'd seen it yet. No, no, I I've been so busy, man. I haven't seen. I've just been watching shit on TV. Because the discourse of that has been something that I feel like you would get heated about. Because I, I thought it, I thought right people now. said it's good. Well, people are saying it's good, but it's not making any money because of the hurricane and because people aren't going to the movies. And so they're like, oh, here's another flop for DC. Why are they still making movies? I I saw that and I ignored it because, like, if that was Marvel, they would use the excuse of everything you just said, plus the fact that no one's promoting it. Like, TikTokers aren't promoting Like, no one's promoting it because of the strike and everything. Obviously, strike things aren't making money. Barbie was an exception because there was months and months of promotion leading up to right when the strike happened and the actors were still allowed to do interviews. Certain movies that are successful today, I don't know if you realize, the actors gotten, like, anytime there's promotion, they've gotten participation and, and like, allowment to do that. So, like, I can't compare, as long as Blue Beetle's good, that's all that matters because we'll get to see him again. Like, to me, none of these DC movies matter until we get to Superman. Like, that's when you judge it. That's the litmus test. Like I didn't put in the I didn't put in the notes, but this is a good place to say it. There has been the rumors that Chris Pratt is gonna enter DC, and obviously with all that's going on with Blue Beetle, we, we can only assume that that's where we'll see him next. I mean so him as Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Yeah, that'd be fire. I wouldn't be mad at that. He fits that very well. I, I'll just say this. Anybody who's an anti-DC person or people that are worried, you can't judge it right now until we get to James Gunn's thing because He's in charge. None of these are the movies he's made. So, like, what did you, like, when he said Flash was great, what, what was he supposed to say? He just got the job. Was he supposed to say it's ass? <laughs> like. Yeah, he wasn't one of the one person who said that it was, like, the best thing. A lot of people made, did. He? No, he wasn't the only one. A lot of people did. So and, and, look, it wasn't the best thing they've ever made, but it wasn't as bad as people are making it to be. People are over-making it bad because of the Ezra situation. Like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. There's certain media that don't forgive DC for letting Ezra have that spot, so they're shitting on him. Like, and I get it. I get it. But, like, let's call a spade a spade. Let's just be honest. The movie yeah. was not terrible. It was not. There's way worse Marvel movies that have come out in the past two years that are worse than that shit. And, like, Blue Beetle, I hear, is really, really good. So. That's a plus. Now, Shazam 2, that shit was ass. Aquaman, that shit gonna be ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not Black going Adam, to see that was ass. ass. I'm not going to see no DC movie after Blue Beetle. The movies I'm seeing are prestige films. Like, people aren't even talking. The killer's coming out. Like, are you not ready for the killer? Like, I'm jonesing for that. Not, killer, killers, of the, not killers of the Flower Moon, the killer. 
Michael Fassbender and David Fincher's assassin movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. no one's talking about that fucking movie. I am hyped for that. Yeah, and we'll talk about some things that are coming down the There's pipe. There's some prestige shit we're about to talk TV, about. Yeah. Of TV and movies that it's like, you know, don't don't forget because no one's promoting it that these things are coming. Like, we're still talking about it. Like, I'm like, I'm glad this pod is back because there's a lot of shit that we got to discuss. Like, the first topic. Yeah, so Heat 2 is in Toxicast oh! Driver as Neil Colley, the, the character that was played by De Niro. Let's fucking go. There's no one else that should be Neil McCauley other than Adam freaking Driver. He impressed Michael Mann with Ferrari, obviously. And Mann was like, you're my young Neil McCauley. All we got to do... We'll get Robert Pattinson to play fucking Pacino. Let's just do it. These two pasty white men will never be as tan as De Niro or Pacino, but fuck it. We want high caliber acting. Let's do it. That's <laughs> possible. You know, I think we're definitely a long way away from getting E2, but I don't oh, think... Oh, I mean, for I'll... like, this won't come out till 26, 27 now, because of this damn strike. But Adam Driver, I think, regardless of when it does come out, Perfect. can still play the role. You know, it's yeah. not like it needs to be a young man. So that's good. Who would you get as Pacino? Like, you, you can't get Chalamet. Like, I don't think that's possible. No, 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 no. no. It's got to be someone, someone like Pat. Up, up in age, like, like Adam Driver. Honestly, I, if if our guy was a bigger actor, oh boy, from White Lotus would be great. I'm like, I'm blanking on his name. Oh. The dude who Theo fucked Aubrey Claus. Yeah, I would love like Theo James. Kind of fits it. He looks it, but he's not. A, he's not. I don't know if he has the acting chops to play opposite driver as is is young Pacino. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't that, know. I that's don't... like that's why I say it's got to be Pattinson, man. There's no one else. Like fuck it, they're just pasty. It's okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that, but I think it'd be pretty exciting to maybe dive in later on the possibilities of, of what that could be. Yeah, I'm hyped for that. Um, but it's good to get some news. So the the Harder They Fall sequel is reportedly greenlit in, and in development at Netflix. The news comes from the director, uh, James Samuel, whose short response to a question on Twitter gave people hope for the long-awaited sequel that is actually happening. Okay. I wonder so. if it's... I Honestly, I hope instead of bringing the cast back, I hope he tells a different Western story yeah like, that's what i was thinking like, like a new group of ensemble get a new group of black actors like maybe let's do daniel kalua kiki palmer like like and i know there just was in uh a, a, nope. a nope but i'm those are just names that have come to my mind like you go get uh ray jean page just a bunch of different black actors who are popping right now you go get michael b jordan he hasn't done he wasn't in the last one so like let let's get a stack of them and then get like someone like keith david as the villain or I, I said Keith David because I didn't think they could get Denzel, but you know Denzel would be. Maybe they can. You did Idris. Let's get Denzel, old man villain. Or you could go with a, a high-profile black actress as the villain this time. Maybe Viola Davis if you want to do a, a woman. Or or you could go get a Latino actor to where they're fighting in Mexico. Like there's so many different ways you could go. Maybe Native American. Whatever it is, I'm down. Let's push it. You even do Asians like the uh, the Chinese who came over during the wild wild west. Like you could have, you could go so many routes. What if they? I'm trying to think about if you could like adjust time frame and make it still an all black cast telling an all black story in a different time frame. Just thinking about like oh, what making a like, different what if era. Was like 
Yeah, what if it was like, uh, you know, the rise of Tulsa, you know, like... Oh, like the the industrial era? Like, make it, like, to where, like, they're, uh, you're in that all-black city and pre-the massacre, and, like, there's, like, a gang or something in there, like... Something like mafia that. Mafia shit. I, I mean, look, I'd be down for that. It, it just, You'd have to do it right. I'm, and you know me, I'm partial to Westerns. Shit, make it a space Western. Go all the way in the in the forward. Make it like some apocalypse shit. Go all the way in the front. But yeah, I, I like your idea a lot. Like mine is like pie you in the sky, like, but yours yeah, I mean, actually works. To well, both it goes either way. Like you can tell a different sort of Western story, or you could just do the same idea of an all black ensemble telling a black story. That it's just what was it? Wasn't that somewhat historical? Mm, kind of. Okay. I mean, they had well, that bad reason. That's about it. <laughs> like and honestly you could do it this you could this could you could do a descendant of bass reeves if you want to go in the future wherever you want to go in the future right and have bass reeves be the lawman that that is the carrying over factor through each you know each thing yeah when was was that majors no 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 bass reeves was um oh shit who played bass reeves in harder they fall i feel like the name was more important than the actor I don't think the actor was uh someone that was like really rememberable to be. Oh no, it was Delroy Linden. I'm tripping. Sorry, Delroy. Okay. <laughs> well, and then obviously you can't bring him back. No, no, no. Yeah, no way. Uh, so that was scene... like one of his last missions. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's get into the trailers. Uh, let's talk about Good Burger. So like they're bringing Good Burger back. They didn't need to do that. Like, that shit looked awkward. Like it looked awkward. I was like, "What the if, hell is going on?" Just if Kel hadn't been out of the game for so long, like if he would have the same career that Keenan has right now, then maybe it could be something. But like, Kel just need money, bro. That's what it is. Like, and it's sad to say that, but like they didn't need to do that. Like they look so out of place. Like, why are they working in Good Burger? Are y'all broke still? Like, like they should be a manager of Good Burger. So like, not like the same shit. Like it's just I don't know. I don't know, but it's a Nickelodeon film. I get it. It's not for us. It's for kids. But why, if it's for kids, would you bring back Good Burger well, it is with for the us. old actors? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But they're gonna they're gonna say that it's not for us. It's for children. Well, it's like saying that Zoe 102 or whatever isn't for us. Exactly. It, but it, it's it's not. And that was and apparently that was trash. So super trash. But it wasn't for. Uh, that's what they're saying. It's not for us. But I hardly that is for us because they did go the adult route with that. Yeah, apparently it's, you know, a C. Doing well, yeah. It's a C. Oh, it's a C? Oh, okay. I mean, it's average. It, okay. It, yeah. That's not, I mean, that's it's, better than it's not, Girl it's Meets not bad enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad enough to, like, ruin everything that was, but it it, it can't be what it is without, like, Jeanette. Mm. So. Which, apparently, Miranda Cosgrove comes off really nice in Jeanette McCurdy's biography. Oh, okay. Apparently, she's a really good person, so good for her. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the trailers that we have on here is Fair Play, which we won't spend too much time about, but that is the Phoebe Devnor and Alden Ehrenreich are like a couple or a secret couple in their company, and Phoebe ends up getting the job that Alden wants, and so that puts a strain on their relationship that is already secret, and they're trying to play it off, but. At the same time, he wants the job. So it just is like a thriller, psychological. Okay. I think that's with Netflix. 
Um, let's talk about the Scott program takes off because it was a short teaser. It looks great. It does. It looks really it, good. It looks great. And it's all the same cast. So, I mean, it's yeah. just... It, it looks just like just the video no game in the comic. Yeah, no, that's going to be so successful. I'm watching the shit out of that. Yeah, so that, that's that's a done deal. But the one thing that Netflix is taking a bit of a risk on is Rebel Moon. Oof. Hey, real quick, since you said Netflix risk, they, I heard One Piece is good. I heard One Piece is really good from One Piece fans. Now, I don't know if they were paid to say that, but they said it's good, better than Bebop. This like next week, right? Yeah, next week. Yeah, exactly. We'll be talking about it. Uh, well, it'll be movie on the rise next week. But yeah, um, yeah. but Rebel Moon, though, I'll say this. Zach trailer is Zach Snyder's always made a good trailer. He knows how to make a good trailer. But if I go on how good the trailer looks, this might be better than all of his DC shit combined. Like it doesn't look bad, but it it feels like a darker Star Wars. That's what it feels like. It you know. He's benefiting off the same thing that I think the creator is benefiting off of. It's a non-IP science fiction mm-hmm. that people could sink their teeth but into. But see, the creator feels original. I, I you, you can't tell me this. No disrespect to Zach. This doesn't feel that original. I mean, the blades are blue and red. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a Star Wars dude. <laughs> he could have cho- chose a different fucking color, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it feels like a lot of different things meshed together. It does, when, but the creator yeah, feels watching, original. You, I gotta get. I mean, the you've been watching prop. the foundation. It reminds me of the foundation too. A little bit, a little bit with like the the uh, Edwards or Askren character. That that's the actor, the Askren guy, who's like the Nazi inspiration thing. Which I mean, right. it does have Dune s things too. I can't just say Star Wars, but when no, it's, go, it's Dune. It, it's Dune, a little foundation, a little Star Trek, even. But I just didn't like that I saw a blue and red blade. Like, come on, brother. You could have went white and black. <laughs> that, I thought that would have hit harder. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it. It Star looks good. Star Wars has carried all the colors now. So it's hard <laughs> to like. But, but, like, but, uh, but, but come on, Schubert. Blue and red are the most iconic. Like, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. those are like, honestly, even if you would have did green. I wouldn't have had a problem with green, even though when you think green, you think Luke Skywalker is just due to not blue, Sabine, blue being <laughs> blue being Anakin and Obi Wan. Those are like two of the most popular people. Like I don't know, and then red being the Sith, white and black would have been better. But it looks interesting. Hopefully, uh, Anna is her name Butachi or what? Uh, 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 that lead actress. Um, oh man, good for her for. I'm, I'm blanking yeah. on her name, but we know who she is. Uh, a good cast, D- Dijman Hansu. You got uh, Ray Fisher Charlie, in there. Yeah. Oh, Sophia Butella. That's it. Charlie Hunnam, Sophia Butella, Jenna Maloney, Anthony Hopkins. Like, the acting pedigree is there. So as long as, yeah. like, the story's decent, it should be good. This is one of the rare occasions where I like that it's a part two. Because like when I was watching this trailer, I was like, "How long is this thing?" Oh, this be? movie's gonna be and fucking. Then I saw it was two parts, which I mean, like obviously it's gonna be two parts, like you Zach know, Snyder, brother. almost <laughs> six hours. But like, he don't tell short movies it, anymore. At least it's in two parts. So like, and for it to be Netflix, it doesn't bother me that much. Like, I don't. I would rather there be a part one and two on Netflix than like go to the theater mm-hmm. part one and two. Sorry, dude, I'm still gonna go. But yeah, I'm definitely going. Like that. Dune is going to be the shit, but I get what you're saying. And Ed Screen yeah. looks good, so I'm going to watch Rebel Moon, but I'm going uh, to... Ho- hopefully it's good. That's I'm, all I'm going to say. I'm going to be honest with you. I might not watch part one until 
the like the week part two is supposed to come out. Oh my gosh, bro! You gotta watch part one when it drops. We can't wait till March. <laughs> You, right, right. you have to. What are you talking about? Like, I, I allow you. Like the the theater shit is acceptable because that's getting out your house. You're at your house with Netflix. Watch that damn part one. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's talk about um the Changeling, Lakeith Stanfield, Apple TV. Shit looks crazy and creepy. <laughs> it does look crazy and creepy. <laughs> it looks super creepy, bro. Lakeith is trying to get. Look, I mean. This is the way to lose the character actor title by doing lead man stuff like this. Yeah, so yeah, you can't blame him. Um, but I don't know if it's gonna, gonna be, be good. a weird, a weird good. one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. To be honest with the listeners, I'm probably not watching it. Y'all know we don't watch horror movies. I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> but I will say, you know, Apple TV is swaying me to trust it in all, okay. in all respects. Yeah, because you saw Hijack, so you know. Yeah, I mean, like Hijack, Hijack was good. Oh, Hijack's yeah. really good. Yeah, may, may not have landed the plane at the end, but uh, it it was a good, it was it, it was, was a good, good show. Yeah. Uh, so. And Foundation's you know, I'm, the I'm, best sci-fi on TV, like facts. Mm. Yeah, you know, Silo is just is, was really high up there. You know, Severance is a and people love a great C. show. I, I know people love C. People the, love C. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of the great things on Apple TV. If you are someone who has not dove into the Apple TV lexicon, you you ought to. Um, so let's talk about another show on streaming, The Continental. It looks good. It looks good. Um, I am worried about like there's no star. What's pulling people in? Is it just the IP? If it's just the, the IP. IP then the story has to be really good. And it seems like you're telling a very similar story to John Wick. The brother does something bad, so Winston has to help the brother. John Wick does something bad, Winston has to help John Wick. Just very similar. I just hope it's its own thing and you establish Winston as the reason why he runs the Continental because he's such a good assassin. Like, I just I just want it to be deeper because I always thought the Continental would be Winston running the show and there's a different assassin each episode doing something crazy at the Continental. I didn't think it would be, oh, we follow Winston and his brother through their issues for 10 episodes. <laughs> like, I feel like they had a, it's, it's a missed opportunity. It's kind of like showing his, I think it's kind of showing that, you know, his come up to be yeah. the person he is inside in the Continental. And, you know, this, since this is a TV show, that could be what a get comes to. I, hopefully because to me i always thought if you have a different legendary assassin come through each week and you have winston helping them in that form you could get to know him but like the fact that we're following him and his brother through a a, a long season ugh, ugh. that that just makes me think of um the natasha leon show yeah, oh, but I would have preferred it if, honestly if it was like the Natasha Leone show poker face, I'd have preferred yeah. it to be like that. Because you can still get to know Winston through that form. He just has a different assassin he's dealing with each week. And that way yeah. we could learn more about the organization as well. You could have like someone from Italy come in from like you, I, you, you get what I'm saying. Like the top people can come in and we can explain how this shit works. I don't think we're gonna get an explanation with this style of show. Um, it only says it's gonna have three episodes. Three? 
Oh my goodness, booty, booty cheeks. That, yeah, <laughs> that, that could just be they haven't listed them all. Oh, uh, I hope so. Because talk about um, a waste of IP. HBO should have got it. <laughs> and so and so that's coming out at the end of September. Nice. Um, I'm gonna watch let's it. Talk, let's talk about these two um, movie thrillers. Let's talk Marsh King's Daughter, Daisy Ridley. Um, this one's not as good as the other one. If I'm gonna keep ben it full Ma- stack. Well, that's why I'm finishing with that. <laughs> uh, ben Mendelsohn. Uh, who was the other guy that's in there? Garrett Hunland. You really like Tr- Garrett, Garrett Hunland from Hunland. Tron. Yeah, yeah. Don't show. Don't don't be disrespectful to Garrett Hunland. We wanted him to be so many superheroes over the years. Well, he he, ain't <laughs> he never just got fell off. He just fell off. And, yes. You know, and now he's playing third fiddle in this movie to <laughs> to Daisy Ridley and Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> I mean, don't do that. Ben Mendelsohn's the villain, and he fits villain roles. And Daisy Ridley's, you know, just coming off of Star Wars, so she's she's bigger than Hudlin right now. Don't worry, Hudlin will be back up. I still have my Hudlin stock. <laughs> she's testing out that American accent. Oh, it wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> no, it was it was probably the worst part of this trailer for sure. It was. Oh man. But it does intrigue me the fact um she was kidnapped by this weirdo guy and then she was indoctrinated by him and then she escapes and now it's her dealing with the trauma of that as an adult with him breaking out of jail, coming after her daughter, some thriller shit. I'll watch it. It, it seems more like a Netflix movie than the other one. I'll say that. Like, this seems like your run-of-the-mill Netflix movie, whereas the other one seems like, oh, that could win some awards type shit. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, this is another novel one. Like, I mentioned it when we were you were watching the trailer and Daisy Ridley, we were talking about her accent. It reminds me of where the crawdads sing, in a way. Mm. It's, yeah. So- Southern-ish, British actress doing American accent, thriller. You said where the crawdads sing? Yeah. It's got Daisy Edgar Jones. Oh. Um, it was, yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. I remember this. Curse watch this shit. Yeah. It, it, it's obviously two very different movies in tone, but they're similar in a way. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, look, I'll watch it probably one of the, I'm not going to probably watch it the day, the week it's released unless people say it's incredible, but I'll watch it like yeah. one of these nights on streaming. Um, so let's talk about Reptile, Benicio Del Toro, Justin Timberlake. Now I'm going to watch Alicia this one October Silver 6th. <laughs> right when it yes. drops. This looks great. And as we'll talk about in a little while, October 6th got a lot of stuff coming out. Like the director um, but, of Limitless back with Benicio Del Toro? Like, nice. As a, de- as a hoop earring wearing detective while Justin Timberlake's the weird boyfriend whose wife is killed or girlfriend. And then there's a list of suspects. Dear God, please let it be better than the Denzel one with Jared Leto that we thought was gonna be good. Oh my goodness, I don't even oh, remember yeah. that movie's. I don't even remember that fucking movie's name. I don't even want to remember it. But hopefully, this is good. I'm gonna say it now: if Benicio's involved in the killing, this will be a flop of a fucking movie. Just let him be the cop the entire time and solve the murder. He can go crazy while he's solving it, but do not let him be involved in the murder. That movie was called The Little Thing. Oh God! You didn't have to tell me that movie sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, this does look really good. Yeah, it's nice to see Benicio. I would, like you said, I would like him to just play a straight cop. Yeah, just a straight person. Like no need because to. He, what's a twist? He, he's always some sort of like 
twisty sinister yeah man like what a twist <laughs> like we don't need to pull out uh m night Shyamalan with this let's just play it straight limitless director yeah you know let justin timberlake be the weirdo exactly like this could be some prisoners type shit if they do it right if they do it yeah, wrong I mean, it's the little things all over again <laughs> you know i mean you know Benicio's gonna do benicio and like you were saying earlier, if this is like put in and they're put in right and they're, you know really doing this thing, he could be someone that gets looked at real well for this. This could, could revive like Alicia Justin, Silverstone's think, career. Well, and I was going to say, and Justin Timberlake too. I mean, you know, last thing we saw him in that was like a big role for him was like. No, I, no one really saw that movie Palmer. I'm sure it was okay, but I no was we gonna that. say Social Network. Like, I feel like that was his last big role or in time. <laughs> I don't know what came up. I'm first. trying to see. Yeah, I was, I was looking, I was looking down and see which one of those came first. Honestly, in time was the last one. So Social yeah, Network was in, in time. So yeah. he hasn't acted I, in a and, minute. And no, people, I don't count trolls. And like, <laughs> and he and he obviously didn't have the biggest role in. Inside Lewin Davis, so yeah. No, yeah, no, he didn't. And Pop Star, come on, don't even. Although Pop Star's really good, I watched it like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, is it? I yeah, watch it. it's really funny. <laughs> but hopefully, um, this is good, yeah. man. Shout out to Alicia Silverstone getting back on the wagon with a dark, like a dark thriller. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's go into some of these stories where we. We talk about the reviews. Um, HBO orders Sam Mendes, uh, his superhero movie making comedy, the franchise, the series, Mesh Patel and Aya Cash star alongside previously announced cast Jessica Hines, Billy Manganusen, Lolly Adifope, Darren Goldstein, Isaac Powell, Richard E. Grant, and David Brule. Uh, John Brown, who is a writer for Succession, wrote the pilot and serves as the showrunner. And Mendez will direct in the franchise, the crew of an unloved franchise movie fight for their place in a savage and unruly cinematic universe. Per the logline, the series shines a light on the secret chaos inside the world of superhero movie making to ask the question, how exactly does the cinematic sausage get made? Because every fuck up has an origin story. This will be funny. This this gives me entourage vibes, but like more comedic uh, workplace comedy inside of a movie making situation. So this will be funny. They'll take shots at DC and Marvel across the board. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's, it, re, it reminds me of the the total comedic boys. OK, but like like if you know the you know how they make those stupid movies in the boys, mm -hmm. those it reminds yeah. me of like that. No, that's what I was thinking. Like, that, it seems we get a bad. That mix with the office of like, yeah, we're in the workplace because right. they're gonna show them outside of the scene. Like, what's Aya Cash doing on her way from home to work? Yeah, I just don't think it's gonna be docu style. No, probably not. Probably not. Which I yeah. wish it was. That'd be lit. That would be actually pretty funny though. Um, but Aya Cash has already been been doing her docu style in the. What flash? Yeah, which flat look, I, I love me some flash. It could keep coming. Uh so uh Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal have a sci-fi pick called Bo that gets released on from Am uh, gets released on Amazon October sixth. It's based on a novel. Um 
Paul Muscon and Saoirse Ronan's uh, star in, in what is a haunting exploration of marriage and identity set in an uncertain world. Hen and Junior farm a secluded piece of land that has been in Junior's family for generations, but their quiet life is thrown into turmoil when an uninvited stranger shows up at their door with a startling proposal. Uh, the pick dotes on the persistent questions about the nature of humanity and AI in the not-too-distant future. Great. More AI movies. <laughs> Look, this is one that I got to hear. Is it good? Because I don't hear no no laser gun shooting. So this sounds like marriage story, but with AI. I ain't into that. <laughs> hey, you know, a movie that had, you know, artificial intelligence in it that didn't have a lot of pew pew in it was Ex Mahina. True, so. true, fair. That, but that's what I'm saying. I got to hear it's like X Ma. I got to hear it's fire for me to check it out. Good cast, though. Sir Sharon and Paul Mescal. So, you know, that's that big for Amazon to get those two to do a film for Amazon. A, a film that sounds like this. So it must be pretty yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Amazon and speaking of October 6th, also on October 6th, Amazon will unveil a, a movie called Total Totally Killer. Oh, one of these is um, shit because they're releasing them both on the same day. One of these is straight booty cheeks. <laughs> this is um, part of Prime's video partnership with Blumhouse. Okay. Uh, Forge in 2019, the film uh, watches as the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns on Halloween night, 35 years after their shocking murder of three teens to claim a fourth victim. 17-year-old Janie ignores her overprotective mom's warning and comes face to face with the masked maniac and on the run for her life accidentally time travels back to 1987, the year of the original killings. She's then forced to navigate the unfamiliar and outrageous culture of the 80s, teaming up with her te- with a teenage version of her mom to take down the killer once and for all before she's stuck in the past forever. This is the it's one going to be directed <laughs> by... Nanachka Khan, who did uh, Always Be My Maybe in Young Rock. Um, <laughs> this is the Kiernan, one that's shit. <laughs> Kiernan Shipka plays Jamie, the 17-year-old. The mom is played by Julie Bow- Bowen, and the mom in the past is played by Olivia. <laughs> Hopefully this is like Happy Death Day to where it has some good qualities to it, to where it's good. If not, this just seems like the typical Blumhouse teenage it reminds me of what that movie was uh with Catherine, the girl from ant-man and uh it it was the body swap with vince vaughn you know what i'm talking about oh yeah where she's killing people in uh vince vaughn's killing people in her body and she's in vince yeah yeah Yeah, this does sound like which is actually not bad it wasn't bad. That's what I'm saying. This could be charming to where it has some quality to it, where it's scary and has some funniness. If not, it's going to be shit because yeah. Olivia Holt hasn't been in something good in God knows how long. I don't even know if she can act. <laughs> Cruel Summer. You know she's ass. <laughs> sorry, Olivia Holt. I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't potted in a while. I'm coming with the takes. <laughs> uh, on Hulu on November 3rd, Sandra O. Oh. And uh, Aquafina star in Quiz Lady, and the film follows two sisters who must pay off their mother's debts by going on a quiz show. Oh, this sounds a fire! Is, <laughs> I'll watch yeah. this. Sandro Aquafina comedy, something like this. <laughs> That's um, 
So A twenty four's dark comedy, comedy Deep Dream Scenario, starring Nicolas Cage, oh, God. will hit theaters November tenth. In Dream Scenario, a hapless family played or a hapless family man, um, Paul Matthews, played by Cage, finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. But when his nighttime appearances take a nightmarish turn, Paul is forced to navigate his newfound stardom. Michael Sarah and Tim Meadows are also starring this movie weird what a weird premise i barely understand that (laughs) yeah i just pictured i pictured the truman show but with a horror s element to it (laughs) like no i mean like he's like somehow getting into their dreams i don't it's like like i feel like people are seeing him in in their dreams and he's doing stuff in their dreams but then he goes into a nightmare and it's shitty that's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, but you know, with Nick Cage, he's always putting forth these trash, mo- these weird, complex movies. I'm not gonna say trash because some of them have been good in the Cage of Science. Yeah, pig. But, yeah, facts. <laughs> um, yeah, this is gonna be a weird one. I don't know, but you know, A24 always kind of carries the load. Like, can we trust it? True. But A24 is starting to get. The A24 is the only studio doing stuff at yeah. the moment. Because of the strike, because they're independent. So, yeah, God knows what that means for A24 and the quality of films they're in front of. Look, they may get a film with like the biggest actors next year, like, because they're the only people that can do it. Like, imagine an A24 movie with fucking Brad Pitt and Leo. Like, that's possible. Directed by Tarantino. Like, I'm just saying, if the strike continues, that's where we may be at. Maybe. I think, I think Ari Aster is part of the production team for that one. So, it's just another Ari Aster A24. Oh, okay. Um, so A24 has also been releasing photos for the upcoming Showtime series, The Curse. Uh, the Curse is a comedy series that comes from the prolific and frankly absurd mind of Nathan Fielder, who along uh, with starring in this series also serves as the creator and writer. Benny Safady uh, also stars in the series and serves as a writer and, co- and creator on the show. The series will tell the story of a busy newlywed couple who are cursed amid attempts to conceive a child and film their troubled HGTV series, Flipanthropy. <laughs> um, Fielder stars as Asher Siegel, the husband, and co-flipper to Emma Stone's Whitney Siegel. Oh my gosh. Benny Fielder Sipati could not pull Emma Stone. <laughs> yes, what, what is it you call it? Yesification? No. <laughs> Yesification? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Benny Savetti plays a producer on the HGTV show, um, starring along the main trio are Constance Schulman, Corbin B. Uh, Burnson, and Farcott uh, Abdi, which I assume are some unknown comedians. Nice. This sounds uh, cool. This does sound pretty dope. cool. You, Nathan Fielder, honestly, my my opinion, has not missed out much. No. And they're actually giving him some scripted comedy. And, and with Savetti? Mixing him with like... Savetti. Yeah, that's great. That's greatness. I hope and Emma, I ho- Stone was, and Emma Stone read the script and was like, "I want to be in this." Yeah, that tells you. I hope she's cheating on Fielder with Safadi because that'll make sense in my brain. <laughs> I hope that's part of the storyline. Because ain't no way Nathan Fielder pulling Emma Stone. What world? Yeah, what world I, do we live in? <laughs> right. So we'll see how that goes. Those are two different. Stretches of 84. Uh, real quick before I get into the reality news, Amazon's going to cancel the previously renewed seasons of 
a league of their own in the peripheral. Nice. Um, the only re- <laughs> the only reason I mention that is because they were shows that were greenlit to move into the next season, but because of the strike, they were pulled. Oh. What is that going to mean for Amazon shows moving forward? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because Mr. and Mrs. Smith's coming out. They got to give that another season. That's with our people. They, Donald Glover and... Um, oh, I'm blanking on my girl's name from Penn Island. Uh, what, what's her... Oh, man. Oh, uh, Maya... Yeah, Erskine. Maya, Maya Erskine. I'm a big Maya Erskine fan. Sorry, Maya. Won't forget your name again. The other the other side of, of, uh, of Pen15 is on the, the season of The After Party. Oh, okay, Anna. cool. Good for She's her. She's doing pretty well for that. Um, So on reality news, ITV's winter edition of Love Island is going to look a little different this year. As, um, as it's been reported, they are going to invite back former contestants for an all-stars edition. Oh, this will be the first time that they've set up an all-star season in popular UK form of Love Island. Um, and they are considering bringing in contestants from the Australian and US version. They should not. British Islanders. Just well, they the brought British in... Ones. They brought in Australian ones last year and it ended up being a hit. Like okay. one of the girls went made it to the end. Keep the USA people out of it. Th- those people are not entertaining. <laughs> I would say you go with the CBS version of the show because, like, these, the Peacock versions are not entertaining, but the ones that were in the first two seasons were actually entertaining. Okay. So. Okay. Real. Get one. Get them. They've been in the challenge and stuff like that. Like, they, you know, I'm, I'm shocked you didn't put the best reality TV show news on the docket about the new show, Reality Villains. That's gonna take villains from oh, all yeah. reality shows and put them together. I don't know what they're doing. Jax on... from Vanderpump Rules. It's gonna be on three different shows because it takes it from three. Di- it's gonna be on Bravo, USA, and MTV slash Sci Fi. Because it takes all the oh, and E as well, because it takes characters from all of them. Amarosa from The Apprentice, Jax from Vanderpump Rules, New York from Flavor of Love, Johnny Bananas, Corinne from The uh, Bachelorette, The Bachelor, um, yeah, The Bachelor, some guy from Survivor who's a villain, uh, somebody from 90 Day Fiance who's a villain, and then I feel like there's two more, maybe. I'm so interested in that, bro. It has my people. Johnny Bananas, Jax, Corinne, Amarosa in New York. Give me all of that. Jax is going to call Amarosa or New York the N-word. I'm calling it now. I think I think it's called House of Villains, yeah. House of Villains, yeah. I hope they live together because someone's calling someone the N-word. I know it's going down. And they're not kicking them oh, off yeah. the big brother guy. I got one guy from Love is Blind. Oh, yeah, Shake! Shake! Oh, shit! You remember shaking Deep D? You got him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see who the survivor person is. Yeah, um, I don't know who that guy uh, is. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, but that shit's gonna be uh, lit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm gonna catch it. What? I don't know. I, House I of to... villains. There's a lot going on at that time. <laughs> Man, you gotta we're, we're cut, about to get... cut golden we're about bachelor. To get to a... And cut Bachelor in Paradise. We're about to get to a stretch. And put House of well, Villains. Bachelor in Paradise this year is looking real good, actually. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, I got Big Brother Survivor and man, we um, gotta cut one of them. We gotta cut either Bachelor or Survivor. I know we'll never cut Big Brother. That's your show. But we gotta cut one of them to get House of Villains on the list. I mean, it, it depends on like when it comes out because like because well, I know it's September. Like, bro, that's that's a show that's so big, it's going to be on four different networks. That's how you know it's huge. We'll see. I, I need to hear more about it 
once it gets going. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like how people were talking about traders, and I, I tried watching traders, and I just didn't like it. I don't even know what that is. It's a show that did the same concept. It brought a bunch of villains together on a oh. reality show competition. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so, uh, the Big Brother 25 this year, there was a contestant in the first week who said the week Valentine. And so he was taken off for violating the code of conduct of Big Brother, which is the first time that's ever happened because there's been many times where they've used the N-word in the Big Brother house and they haven't done anything about it. Um, so Luke Valentine, in a video later on, he said, their hands were tied. They had to make a sacrifice. I understand why. It, it's upsetting. And I think they made the wrong decision. I think a slap on the wrist would have been a much better thing. Hey, guy. Okay, guy. <laughs> A slap on the wrist. He goes on to say say, it was about a week of malnutrition, a week of sleep deprivation. I was getting probably two and a half hours of sleep on the cheese block, which is what he was sleeping on. And uh, that caused him to say the N-word. Yeah, you don't really take into (laughs) account the the psychological distress of being under studio lighting 24-7 and knowing not knowing who your friends are, who your enemies are, what happened. Happened. Do I regret it? Obviously, but it happened. I feel like it happened for a reason. He's saying that now because he's getting that right-wing money, baby. (laughs) There's no reason that he should have said... said The N-word, yeah, like, what? I I didn't get enough sleep, so it just came out. (laughs) Bro, that doesn't just come out. (laughs) He's saying that, look, he's about to be a right-wing Fox TV grifter. He's going to just be saying things to get that that right-wing TV money, baby. It's hot. I get it. I get what he's doing. Bro, might have been the strategy all along. Might have been, honestly. Might have been. But it's that time of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week that we think you should check out called Movie on the Rise. Now, next week, I got one piece. That's going to be Liddy. I would have told you, hey, check out the, the freaking uh, Florida documentary, but that shit is trash. So what I'm thinking I'm going to tell you to check out is another documentary that I don't know if Schubert saw, but I, I he would love to see it. It's his type of shit. It is called um, American Gladiators. Oh, no, it's called Muscles and Mayhem. Excuse oh. me. It's the unauthorized story of the American Gladiators and how they were all on coke, steroids. That's the type of documentary we wanted about the old TV show American Gladiators, how they were being underpaid and fucked up on drugs all the time. That documentary is insane. Yeah, I would, I would watch that. I, I knew that that was out. Yeah, that shit's fire. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, for me, you know, one thing I really enjoyed is I enjoyed the Netflix special for the comedian Jared Freed, who's someone that I catch a lot in the podcast space. And so his, uh, he's got a one hour comedy special on Netflix that I thought was pretty funny. So if that's your bag, you should go do that. You should definitely go catch Ahsoka on, on Disney plus. Um, but other than that, I don't really have much else. Okay. Hell, I mean, a lot it of is stuff that I'm watching is ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I'm watching is either ending or in the middle, and then so could just start me. Yep. So. All right. Well, Bachelorette, she chose the African guy. We called it. <laughs> <laughs> and and Joey's going to be the Bachelor. But I did see 
the shit that you talked about on hometowns where that person was like, you don't know the real Joey. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, fuck you, Unc. Yeah. The whole time I was like, who's the real Joey? And I could tell that was in the back of Chastity's mind the entire time of like, damn, did this guy swindle me this whole time? Well, he's the bachelor. So yeah, <laughs> he got he what, I feel like he, the bachelor. I feel like he got what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, and, and he looked damn good too because the family liked him more. Mm-hmm. You know, he he skirted around all the difficult conversations perfectly. Yeah, he did the racism conversation pristine. So he uh, he's looking good going into his bachelor season. You know, there hasn't been a lot of hype for a bachelor in a while, and there's a lot of hype around Joey. I get it. He's yeah. a good guy. He's a good dude. I'm so happy they got rid of bitch ass Aaron. I hated it. Aaron was the biggest villain of the season. He was fake. He was faker than Braden and faking than faker than Barbie's kin. Barbie's kin turned out to be a shitty person as well, but Aaron was the worst. Yeah, you saw the mentel law where they came out that they were all bullying that dude. Who wait, 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 which one? I uh, might have missed that. Uh, uh, like, no, like Xavier and Sean and all these dudes, but not Braden. But they, but they were all bullying this dude from the first week who was apparently like awful. Oh, so well, like the dude we thought was a serial killer. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That got made this week too. <laughs> that dude was fucking um, creepy. <laughs> but there were apparently there was some dude that like was like making really weird comments about oh. like brand brand deals and stuff and so oh. like they the some of the guys in the group made a running joke of like fuck peter <laughs> and so they put in their bios like, on instagram all season long they put fp on the bottom just as <laughs> an inside joke of fuck peter and wow peter, and peter found out about it and he was like i just i can't i can't face my family or my church anymore because i know that you guys are like me you Talk, talking shit about me and, and everyone's like we if if you would not have brought this up none of us would have known about it <laughs> wait <laughs> see i missed the mental law i watched everything else i made i rushed to watch the finale because i knew it was, that was the, the, of the finale so did did there was there any Braden tea that i missed he looked really good honestly like, I, they're, they're obviously I, setting him up for paradise i think he's i gonna, told I think you he, he wasn't in the he, wrong, in my opinion. This he just he just got a little crazy. He just got a little crazy. So yeah, like to me, Aaron and, he, and Ken were the worst. And right, his name's and, not Ken; and, it's just the Barbie Ken dude. I don't. And know you know, uh, Sean—that's his name. And yeah. he, he ends up looking pretty bad in the mental. Like, I would say Sean looked horrible throughout the season. He looked like he was definitely there to be the Bachelor, and he knew it. Right. Um. So. And then, and, you know, you saw in the finale where Brayden was sitting next to Rachel, the former Bachelorette, oh, and she's yeah. apparently going to be on Paradise. So the rumor is, is like, what did they like, did they like couple up or whatever? Wait, you talking about Black Rachel? No. No, no, wait, wait, Rachel. Uh, the Ra- Rachel, Pilot Rachel. Just look up Pilot Rachel. That's her. I feel like I was her, oh like, wait 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 yeah 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 the thicker one yeah Rachel Recchia I think is yeah right. the thick the thicker girl who was who, well no no I'm not saying that as disrespectful I like I like big booties I'm not tripping I'm just saying she was the thicker girl on her two seasons her season co-host is now a lesbian yes yeah see her, facts she, she and her girlfriend were also in the audience uh huh 
Good for her. I feel like I feel like she was now watching her season, now thinking about the season that we watched and knowing that she was a lesbian. It makes sense. <laughs> she she just didn't yeah. seem like she liked men. Like I mean, and she was just in the closet. Like it really makes sense. And think about this: the whole time that Rachel girl was like, "This bitch is a lesbian." None of these dudes fucking like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's with Brayden. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it makes so much sense because she is clingy and needs affection all the time. And he's the type of dude that's like, I need affection all the time. Oh, yeah, that they work. They work. <laughs> Too crazy. <Yeah>, so <laughs> so that's, that's the thing about Paradise. You know, Rachel's supposed to come to the former bachelorette. Hannah Brown, Katie Thurston. Oh, Hannah Brown. You know, three, oh, Katie Thurston. That's the so, oh, my girl. <laughs> so three former bachelorettes, including Katie Thurston, who's going down there, and the the guy who won her season will be at the beach. So we I'm know watching. that that's gonna be drama. I'm watching for Katie Thurston. And, and and Katie obviously doesn't go come away with anyone because she's gonna be on F Boy Island. Oh, yeah. Wait, so. what guy is gonna be on, from the beach? Gonna be on her? Not the dude that won. The dude that won, Blake. Yes. The Canadian. Yo, why is Blake still on these damn shows? <laughs> because he's dramatic. He's not looking for love. He's looking for TV money. <laughs> yeah, there was like a whole deal wherever he like needed more money to make his trips out to Africa or whatever. <laughs> so he signed back up. Damn, he played Katie Thurston. Katie should have chose the people. Katie should have chose the Giannis looking dude. Yeah, should have. <laughs> That dude was there for her. <laughs> or maybe, or should have just took, take, took and Greg well, yeah. instead of like, you know, now freaked Greg out when Yan he was like. <laughs> no, now Greg and Giannis are best friends on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and, and Greg's with uh, another chicken bachelor nation. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, good glad, good season. Glad it got it got me back in. Good for the African the, guy. We figured the he would two, the, the two guys at the end were the Pikes. Oh, okay. Okay. The African guy so, and, and Joey? And Joey. Nice. So big win. Big win for, for that fraternity. Nice. For you could say our fraternity. You don't have to say that. <laughs> do you yeah, not claim I, them I, anymore? <laughs> no, I do. You see you see my tweet or whatever? Uh -uh. I tweeted I, I tweeted the post that they posted and I was like, big win for Pikes on Bachelor Nation. That should be in the rush pitch. Oh, it should be, honestly. Join Pike, you can win Bachelor. <laughs> or be the Bachelor. Or be the Bachelor, facts. All right, winning time, lit, lit. Please watch the show. Jeff Perlman came on my on the radio show that I host at and was like, that's the writer of the book, was like, viewership is down, and if we want to ever get to the Kobe Shaq era, people got to start watching again. I feel like he said that because no one's promoting, and I feel like that's a way to get people to promote. But viewership has been down a little bit. I cannot lie. I feel like it hasn't been getting a lot of pull, but I haven't been watching a lot of HBO Max. So I assume like maybe that's like the most the thing that's getting the most push on the the preview. Yeah, it the, is the previews that they do. Um, but yeah, man, like winning time. I didn't know Larry is, Bird's dad committed suicide. Right. Yeah, you know, a lot of this stuff has been stretched, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, like, because like I've been following through with it, and I'm like. Was it, did this really happen? This really happened. And a lot of it was stretched. Like, uh, like this week's episode where the dude freaks out because he got traded. Oh yeah, he said he he knew it was a business and like he wasn't really that upset. Yeah, the re yeah the real person was like, I wasn't all that upset about it. Yeah, but it was good. It was it was a good for the story that they made it all. Upset no, it like worked. That. Also, good for Magic getting that contract. That was crazy. Getting the biggest contract in NBA, the longest contract in NBA history, of basically but, a for life deal. 
But then in the next episode, I saw in the preview that Kareem goes to bus and is like, you gave him that contract, but you know in four years that that contract's going to be nothing. Oh, damn. So he's trying to get him. Oh, I mean, yeah, probably so. Well, that's right. what that was. That's the whole thing about the Magic mm-hmm. Johnson thing is, you know, twenty five years, twenty five million, and then like, you know, by the time Jordan gets the league, like that's like a, a four years, twenty five million, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Magic got hoed. No, you're right. Also, I did like how episode three was from Larry Bird's perspective. I think that's big since we're gonna get the Celtics versus the Lakers in this season. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, ignoring the Larry Bird of of it all is, you know, cr- you can't do that. And mm-hmm. I wish they would actually spend a little bit more time with Boston so we know a little bit more about the dynamic. Honestly, they should have did back and forth episodes, like episode one, Lakers, episode two, Boston, episode three, Lakers, episode four, Boston. I would have been down for that. I think we'll get some of it moving forward where we'll get to learn a little bit more about them. Obviously, the next season that we're coming up on is going to be more focused on Westhead Riley. Yeah, which I'm so, like, excited next, about. Next episode is is really going to be about like you know Westhead's implosion and Riley, and Riley taking, taking over. over. Yep, which means we're about to get full on Adrian Brody, baby. It's about to be his team, which I'm excited about. Also, you're ready to see the rise of Byron Scott and when they trade for and when they get James Worthy. Right, like that's so, coming you know, up too. Lots, lots of big stuff coming on. You know the. The bus stuff is, I think that's been like the lag most lacking for me yeah, this season. Didn't really care about Jeannie and her dad this season. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't I don't really care much about what they're doing right now. Um, I'm I more also wish on, we had like, more magic and yes, I also agree with that. I think like you know, like I said, like in this trailer coming up, you know, Cream is gonna have a big moment. I think you know, since we've had to focus on. A lot of magic centric things now. We yeah, can get his injury, his contract, his beef with Norm Nixon. Like, that's what this, the beginning four episodes have been, essentially. Right. So, right. but it's been good, though. It, I, has it been as good as last season? I can't say that yet. Cause, like I said, we need more Kareem. We need more Jerry West. We need more Pat Riley. And I feel like all that stuff is coming. We did get the hiring of Mitch Kupchak, though. Yeah. Or, you know, bringing him on. You know, yeah, not hot. Yeah, bringing him on. You're right. You're right. Because it's still uh, Jerry West as the GM. Yes. And I like the, all the stuff with Jerry and, like, them wanting to trade for Skywalker. Yeah, I didn't know that. The David Thompson. Bro, if they would have got David Thompson, that would have been insane. Might have saved his life and got him off of drugs. I might have. And then, or yeah, sped I mean, it up. Either one. Or, yeah, or, or sped it up. You know, yeah. And we did see what happened with, you know. What's his name? Last season. From last season, yeah, with um oh man, I'm blank with Wood Harris. Yeah, with Hay- Spencer Haywood. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. But I um, like the first three four episodes. Been good. Is it four? Yeah, New World, Magic's contract. Because episode three was the Larry Bird episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we only had three. Oh, maybe uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That four is this oh, one. Okay, is this I, up, is the new one. I had yeah, missed yeah. one. No, no, no. Wait, no. Three episodes. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You are right. All right. Um, and so, and so, and so one more thing I'll say is oh, okay. we saw in the beginning of the episode that it flashed forward to the 84 season finals. Okay. Game game one win of the Lakers. I think that's going to be our penultimate episode. Oh, finish it up with the 84 finals? Yes. Yeah, because it does go over multiple seasons in this season. Yeah, because we're already in the second season of the dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Magic was hurt 
the first season. So true. All right, um, no, I Ahsoka is what I needed from Star Wars. Mandalorian gave me my it, it scratched my itch for a little bit, but you know, as they stopped using the dark saber, Mandalorian just got upsetting for me. In the last season, being more Bo Katan than Din really upset me, but I still enjoyed it. Boba Fett was meh beside the Din episodes. I know Andor was the best of the shows, uh, critically, but it wasn't my Star Wars. This is my Star Wars, baby. We're back. Lightsabers, Ahsoka, Sabine. In Rebels, when was Sabine? Uh, what was Ahsoka Sabine's ma- master? I was like, did I miss this? No, I think it was in the stretch in between. Oh, okay, I was about because, to say, like, golly, because <laughs> it didn't happen until after Ezra left. Because like, you know, the droid, um, played by David Tennant. Yang. Wang. Yeah, he he mentioned in like the second episode that it was like, you know. Sabine was like, this is Ezra's lightsaber. And he's like, well, you've taken it and you've made modifications on it. So it's yours now. So obviously she had that lightsaber after Oh, Ezra yeah, left. you're right. So that was when the training was started. You're right, you're right, you're right. But, yo, this shit was great. Like, love the fight scenes. Love seeing uh, the opening droid assassins where she's cutting through the ground and she's falling using her stuff. I thought that was badass. I thought Ray, pa- yeah. Ray Stevenson was great as the... Yeah, the... The other Jedi, yeah, as, the, as the the dark Jedi, you know, I yep. think that that opening opening to this Ahsoka set the tone in the best way. It was oh yeah, with him, it was yeah, like anti Luke of the last thing what Luke did. They've been a lot of people have been saying, and I would agree with it's like the reflection in the opposite way of the first of episode one where Qui Gon and Obi Wan come onto the ship. Oh, see, I didn't even think about and that. Like, yeah. And so it's like the reverse of that in, in a way. And I I really thought it was kind of a funny and dark beginning. And I think that was like a really good thing to see. And yeah, with the red lettering, the cartoon. I was like, with the red lettering to it fit, it like, oh, we're going here. It's, it, this is dark. Like these people taking those people out. And I'm glad that fucking lieutenant got out of there because he's always the evil cop in TV shows. I was like, this fucker, and then the skis who was long live the long live the republic, and I know I'm jumping forward, but that skeezy actor who who was letting them uh get the transport off, I was like, your skeezy ass is in Star Wars now, right? I was just like, what the hell? But it was nice seeing Harris and Dula. General Sandula got cheeks. My girl, I said that out loud. I was like, damn, yeah. I didn't know Hera got cheeks. Curse was like, ah, <laughs> look at that girl's ass. I was like, I'm just saying, she got cheeks. <laughs> The casting for Winston in this is actually my biggest hangup. Oh, you don't like, like it? I just, I it's not that I think that she's doing a bad job. I just have a hard time believing that Hera would look like this at this point in time. <laughs> she should. She should. I'm gonna be honest. She should be a little older, and she seems like, at least from my, at least from these first episodes, it seems like it's Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine in that order of like leadership where Hera is on equal footing with Ahsoka in terms of the rebellion. Like, she should seem a lot more seasoned than Mary, uh, Elizabeth Weinstead is playing her. That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, and, you know, I just, I can't buy that she is, like... But I do like prom- how she looks. I'm, 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 I'm digging it. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I just wish she was a little older, because I feel like her and Sabine are, like, too close in age. Yeah, uh, now that, I, like, that's what I'm saying. She seems like she's more of Sabine's equal than, like... Ahsoka's. Ahsoka's equal. Like, we gotta remember, Harris had a husband and a, and a child. Like, where's her... And the whole time, I was thinking, where's her child? <laughs> 
Well, and she was like, you know, 10 years old when Anakin and Ahsoka were, you know, teamed up. So she's yeah. a little younger than Ahsoka. But not much. So, but not much. She's not Six Sabine's years. age. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and Sabine's supposed to be, now she's supposed to be like in her mid-20s. Yeah, Sabine's supposed to be, yeah, 30. like, or like about to turn 30. She's like, all right. Yeah. Like, um, and Hera's supposed to be in her 40s. You would assume. Not some mid 30 year old. Yeah. <laughs> Which Mary Elizabeth Weinstein is definitely portraying her ass. But I ain't, I ain't mad at it. But uh, also, um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Love the Ezra callbacks. I will say, in that little hologram, I was like, mm, mm, that actor looking a little too chubby to be. <laughs> he was looking chubby in them tiny Ezra clothes. I was like, what's going on right yeah. here? <laughs> I was like, give my, give my man a new fit. Zoom in on it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I hope, I hope we this actor looks better as Ezra because Raul Cooley would have been perfect for this shit. That guy didn't look right, <laughs> or even yeah, Mina Masad. Like that was that looked fucking wonky. Um, I'm trying to think of some other shit I like. Um, oh um, man, yeah, Sabine I'd got like, her ass beat. <laughs> yeah, we. The- that was the other thing I would, you know, that was I was iffy about. He got like, stabbed. How many, time, how many times are we going to let someone get stabbed and leave? Like, you know, we got to draw the line somewhere. Poor Qui Gon, man. Dude got stabbed right. and died. This is just, you know, it's getting ridiculous at this point. We also, like, Sabine, damn, stabbed. you got trained by Ahsoka and Kanan, and your ass can't use a lightsaber. Down bad. Like, you let that new girl who only been trained by Ray Stevenson whoop your ass. <laughs> okay, you know, grounding back out to what I did, what we were talking about earlier, Mary Elizabeth Wine said is 38. So okay, okay. That might I guess, be, I guess, okay. She's just looking good, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's looking great. <laughs> she was. Um, that's just the God honest truth. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you know, the chopper stuff is really good. He's, you know, I mean, he's the, the same old as the as the. Oh yeah, Chopper's you know, perfect. Are we gonna see Zeb? I believe we probably will. All right, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know, we'll see him. I think it, we'll eventually get Ezra at the end. Yeah, like Ezra's coming at predicting. the end of the season. Ezra is the final episode, uh, bro. I know you said next. I think season. Thrawn is coming in. I think Thrawn might come in the next week or the following. Damn, you think Thrawn coming in this early? Yeah, I mean, how many episodes are there total? Eight. I thought Thrawn would have came in at four. Ezra comes two. in at eight. Yeah, Thrawn comes in at four after at the mid, the mid. Three. What's saying? So like in the next two weeks. Okay. Okay. Next. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And then I think Ezra comes in at eight. Um, I did like that Sabine cut her hair and put her Mandalorian Gagar back on. Do we go to Katie Sackoff at all? Do we go to Jen? No. No, not yet. Okay, that's season two shit. Yeah, right. the season two is you can almost bank it though they're gonna be in it, but right. there's just no reason for them to be in it. It's like yeah, we got so stuff far to out do. Of the radar. Yeah, we got stuff to do right now with these characters and getting us back up. I love the mural. I love seeing the Lothal cat back again. Um, I love seeing mm-hmm. like just all the rebels tie-ins. Man, it felt great. Yeah, they're just doing a really good job of like making it feel like Star Wars, but you can also tell it's pretty low budget because of, like a, there's not a lot of 
like a lot of the scene, a lot of the set pieces are pretty easy to do, but it also feels like it's within the world. So it's like, yeah, like even though it I was can see small where they're cutting pieces, costs, but like in the best way. Yeah, it, I was about to say it felt more Star Wars than some of the Mandalorian shit. Like I said, you put a lightsaber back in Star Wars and you make it feel right. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Sabine um, Shin Hati battle out in the oh, field yeah. of thought was good. I thought it was great. I thought the Sabine fight was great. I love the Sabine pod racer where she slides under the plane when she's playing chicken with that person. Yeah, that stuff was good too. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, they've done a really good job with it so far. I thought Hera's airplane battle was was decent. I I feel like Hera should be better than that though. After flying in the you know in the Rebel army, like she should have took that plane down with ease. Maybe that's another another well, she, thing. That was the whole bit. She wasn't taking the plane down. She oh, yeah, she could Because, yeah, on. you're right, because it would cr- it would yeah. fall into the city and Chopper did put the tracker on it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was what Chopper was yelling at her for. He, he was like, shoot at him. She's like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess that's my biggest gripe is, yeah, can we get Hera more serious instead of just being fine? <laughs> right. I, I, also, I also feel like yeah, she was kind of an authoritative figure. Yeah, more motherly. Rebels, and I feel like, yeah. and I feel like she's been a little bit like friend less. Yeah, no, I'm with you. In Ahsoka, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real with Rosario Dawson. She was a little dry in the first episode. Second episode, she was better, but first episode, she was a little dry. Well, I think like she's trying to play that Ahsoka is dark loss right herself now. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she even makes a joke in the first episode about like. Having having done things that a Jedi wouldn't do to True. Morgan to get the information. Out True. Of her. When when Hwang was like, "I can't do this. This is not proper protocol or whatever." Yeah. And she was like, "You you don't you wouldn't believe what I've done." Hopefully, by the end of the season, she's more funny. The funny Ahsoka a little bit more opened up because, like I said, episode two she was better. Episode one she was just a little dry, a little dry for me. Yeah, I mean, we'll start seeing the parallels between her and Anakin. Like, you can, if there's been getting some the flashback, people who are, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're definitely in the flashback. But there's been some people who have done a really good job of showing how the little bits of things that you can see in previous things of Hayden and Clone Wars stuff that Rosario has played into the character and Dave has done with the shooting. That shows okay. the parallels of the two characters. So I would, if you go on Twitter or whatever, you have looks if you want to look at some of that stuff. There's people I'll who are like clipping okay. out things that that you know, mirror are, each other. That mirror each other. And Dave and, Filoni is the man, bro. Guy, like he should have been in charge of Star Wars. It it just feels like Star Wars again. Yeah. So this show's gonna gonna work. Yeah, it's gonna, work. Fe- it's gonna feel very similar to that first season of Mandalorian, where we're gonna be like, oh, this was great. Yeah. And then and then they're going to start meshing stuff together so we can get this <laughs> Super Mandoverse battle. And that's what we're going to be like. Oh. No, it's going to be good. Don't hate. Don't hate. We're getting the, we're getting our tied in universe. This is what you always wanted for Star Wars. Like multiple yeah, stories the tie, colliding. The tied in universe with all these, you know, Jedi that came out of the woodwork. You know, <laughs> while Luke had to just fight the whole empire by himself. Look, blame cat. Look. I'm telling you, the Rayverse, just say it doesn't exist, brother. Let's just say it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, they're going to make that other movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> hey, wait, did they cancel? Um, fucking, whatchamacallit? Is uh, the Old Republic series canceled? Yes. 
Oh, so we're not no, getting no, no, anymore? No, 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 no. With Acolyte? Yeah. No, Acolyte's still going. Oh, okay. I thought that was I thought that shit got canceled. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean they were in the middle of filming it. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. I thought I thought I thought I was about to say, okay, so it's not getting canceled. Nice, nice. Thank goodness. I'm looking at the news right now because I mean it could be on hold. Okay. No, it's still going. No, they, I feel like they okay, so it's expected to release early 2024. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Okay. Lit. I feel like they got rid of a director or something. Something happened. Something. But yeah, so that wraps up everything. You know, next week we'll continue to talk about Ahsoka and winning time. And I'll we'll go into that conversation about heels and uh, and the sports docs. Yeah, 30 for 30 yeah. versus uh, Untold. Um, As we get closer into the week-to-week stuff, you know, this show lasted as long as it did because we've had three weeks of stories in there, and that's three weeks of stories. Oh, yeah. But also, I mean, look, we're going to be talk- diving so, into Ahsoka a lot. Like, that's the one that we'll probably talk about the most. So. So in the future, we'll be talking a lot more about these shows. We'll be talking. Uh, we'll try and do some more discussions on on certain things. Oh yeah, because less that news are coming down the pipe. Right. Just to... right. right, but we are getting a good bit of trailers because all the stuff that is coming out is is coming out. So, but yeah, that wraps up everything for this week of the Bros Who Binge. London, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Binge Network. All the pods are back, baby. We started off with a one piece video that's out now. Run It Back will be out on Friday. We're doing Spotlight, me and Dom's. Also, check out Bros Who Think Pod. That'll be out on Friday. And then uh, Anime Talk will be out on Saturday. Every pod's back, baby. We're we're grinding and getting it into high gear. Follow us at Bros Who Think on Twitter and on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. All right. Um, so you can catch us next week again for another episode of Bros Who Binge. You can catch anything I'm doing on Twitter at AdamBWT. Um, so definitely check out everything going on with Bros Who Network and catch us again next week. So everyone out there, have a great week. And as always, keep binging.